your ex or something? You don't know who that is? The Joker. Clown Prince of Crime. My former partner in madness. The Harlequin of Hate. The Jester of Genocide. You've never heard of him. Oh, sounds like a dick. A.K.A. Uh, the Rump Shaker with my co-host. <laughs> this is Eli, A.K.A. Alligator Fuckhouse. See, that's what happens when you get put on the spot. <laughs> yeah, and we're back with the episode, and yeah, we're just trucking along through June, and all kind of crazy stuff is happening. Uh, but here's the thing, Eli. Guess what? Yeah. We are finally sort of, kind of, a little bit, kind of back to normal as far as this podcast goes. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we've been doing all kind of, uh, we've been doing like, you know, retro reviews. We've been biting people over and talking about comics back from the 70s and the 80s and the 2000s. But now the comic industry is trying to get back on its feet and actually release new comics this week. Not only did they release new comics this week, there's new comics we give a shit about this week. So yeah, yeah. that's what we decided to actually go back to normal. And like, do we have enough books to make a whole show? And it turns out we do. Plus a whole bunch of other bullshit that happened too. So. Like I said, a lot of uh, still a lot of civil unrest going on right now. COVID nineteen is at an all time high. We get that, but when you come and listen to our podcast, listen to our show, we try to you know take your mind off the same thing about other stuff. Yes, it's fine for that to listen to seven days a week to find out what's going on with current events, but take an hour out and relax yourself. So let us yeah. be your let us be your your hallucinogen or your you disconnection. Your exactly. Escape. It, Your escapism. Escape. It's escape with us. Yes. Yes. Escape with us just for for an hour or three hours or however long Eli wants to let this podcast go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, we do have to start this off with some sad news. And oh. the sad news I'm going to start this off with is boom, because it is comic related. Oh, that's yeah. Right, yeah. The, yeah. Rest yeah. in peace to Denny O'Neill. Now, a lot of times, you know, when because, like I said, he is a comic artist and we do have to pay respect to comics artists when they when they pass but with denny o'neill it's different because denny o'neill is a legend like in every sense of the word it's so much things that he did to the comic book industry that could pretty much change for instance okay i'm gonna tell you how big of a deal he is if you don't know who he is everybody loves batman right sure everybody listens to this podcast pretty much loves batman now, everybody likes to give frank miller you know, the credit. We always like to jump on Frank Miller's dick, you know, for reinventing Batman and make, modernizing him to the Dark Knight. It wasn't Frank Miller that did it. It was Denny O'Neill that did it. Now, what Frank Miller did was take Denny O'Neill's blueprint and take it to the next level. But Denny O'Neill was the person that, okay, you had the Batman 66 and, uh, TV show where everybody was just, you know, the, the Batman 66 show. You know what it was. Campy. Campy. Bat, you know. Bat 2C. 
Yeah, bad too. See, that's what everybody was doing on that show. So Denny O'Neill was the writer that took the show from the Batman 66 to the modernized Batman, where you had like a murderous Joker. You know, he reinvented Two-Face. All these characters that we recognize, those are the guys that, you know, he brought to the forefront. Yeah, probably so. my first, my first like experience with Batman in a comic book was his version. Right. Like I said, because I'm, I'm that old. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I wasn't quite there, but like I said, one of those books that we were going to review, which was called The Five Nights of the Joker, where Batman fights a shark. He wrote that book. I mean, like I said, he's an awesome uh guy. Not only that, um, I'm gonna get to it. I'm not I'm jumping the gun. I'm jumping the gun. Because we're gonna go to I did a poll, Eli, that people didn't know what I was doing. I was actually doing a poll on the top five uh creations of Denny O'Neill. Yeah. And some of the creations, like in the top five, the list I made, one was Leslie Tompkins. Okay. Now, people may or may not know Leslie Tompkins. Yes, Tom- Leslie Thompson was the uh, woman that helped raise him just like Alfred. You may not recognize her, but you do recognize this. You know, when they sexied her up for Gotham, you know. Uh, Eli, everybody gives, you know, Marvel shit for, you know, sexing up Aunt May. We know Marissa Tomei and stuff like that. Nobody gives DC shit for sexing up Leslie Tompkins. Maybe nobody watched the show. I don't know. Nobody watched that show. Nobody watched the show, so that's just me. Okay. Uh, number four on the list that he did was also Batman's baby mama, Talia Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny thing about it is that Talia Al Ghul actually predates Raz Al Ghul. He met her first, you know. Okay. Uh, and he also wrote the Son of the Demon story also. So, technically, he may have, you know, created uh, Damian Wayne, you know. Uh, uh, the third on the list that he created was also... The League of Assassins. Now, I know I took from the CW, but whatever. You may <laughs> recognize them as the League of Shadows, if you yeah. will. If that's, if that's from what the you no, know. From the Nolanverse. Yeah. From the Nolanverse, you know. But they're called the League of Shadows. Funny thing about the League of Shadows, they predate Talia al Ghul and Ross al Ghul. So mm-hmm. we always talk about the hand. You know, Daryl fights the hand. Then try to fight the foot. Uh, the League of Shadows or the League of Assassins predate them about two decades. You know, that's that's pretty... So Denny O'Neill did that. Also, number two on the list, Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul, depending on, you know, where you remember him from. Uh, he created him. The funny thing, let's talk about Talia al Ghul and Ra's al Ghul, because this is what Denny O'Neill was trying to do with Batman. He was trying to modernize Batman. So he was looking at what was popular at the time. What the, the most popular hero at the time, like in fiction, was James Bond. So Ra's al Ghul is a James Bond villain. That's all he is. Uh, the plots and schemes he does is just what any random James Bond villain does. Talia is a Bond girl. Basically, mm-hmm. femme fatale. Sometimes she's in love with Batman. Sometimes she might turn on Batman. But the point is, it is. And also, because since Ra's al Ghul doesn't live in Gotham, it gives Batman a chance to, you know, globe trot and hop around the world like James Bond did. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the things, the, the things that he brought, you know, Denny O'Neill brought to the Batman mythos that weren't there before. He wasn't a another Joker or Riddler or anything like that. He wanted to bring, you know, an eco-terrorist or somebody that, you know, helped him out. And people have expanded that also, you know, make him like a, you know, an eco-terrorist or somebody maybe even trained at James Bond, you know. So, mm-hmm. and number one, which I think, now this is not my favorite. This is what I posted in group their favorite. Their favorite poster was, boom, John Stewart. So, like I said, he also, because he also wrote that Green Lantern, Green Arrow uh, book for a while, which introduced John Stewart 
and people say that that was their favorite character that Denny O'Neill made. Uh, can't do an honorable, honorable mention. Go ahead. Okay, this wasn't on the list, nobody put, and I think it wasn't on the list because I maybe I not put it there. People just forgot. But I did some digging. He made Bronze Tiger. I thought that was on there. It was on there? Yeah, it yeah. maybe didn't get picked. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm cheating right there. The reason I wanted to put Bronze Tiger on there is because uh, Bronze Tiger was uh, – he he actually – Bronze Tiger was actually introduced not in a Batman book, but actually like in a Kung Fu – type dc book he made called richard dragon that's where bronze tiger lady shiva lady shiva is one of his creations you know uh all those people like that so they were fighting them so when he became in the batman books bronze tiger was pretty much the very first person to beat the shit out of batman never had him before it was like oh and with one kick just dropped him you know <laughs> so any book that gets the batman gets the shit beat out of him you know i'm gonna read that you know so yeah that's the thing now can i now like i said that's the characters he did i'm not gonna do a whole list of like the influence and most influential books that he did but you know how uh comic skaters eli always talking about how comic books are so uh so woke now yeah but oh well yeah if he did the green lantern green arrow run yeah he did the green arrow green arrow one where his sidekick got hooked on heroin yeah. And with Green Arrow telling them, oh, you talk all this shit about how you're better than everybody. What you could do about, you know, what Green Lantern talks to Green Arrow talking about how his he's better than everybody, but his sidekick hooked on smack. Which, this has been a defining trait for Speedy or Roy Hopper ever since he's, you know, been in the comics. So it's just a, a thing that's just been there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, rest in peace to Denny O'Neill. That's, uh, that's, that's something, you know. Uh, anything else you want to add on that before we move on from that? No, you pretty much hit it, man. He he was yeah, he was one of the big big influential comic book writers and you know, rest in peace to a legend. You know? Right. And and to be honest with you, we really just scratched the surface. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I'm pretty sure there's some other stuff that Denny O'Neill did that we can't just just dig up, you know, Denny O'Neill's stuff, Google him. We can even yeah. just look at all the stuff that he's done. He's up I mean, he's right up there with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and you know He, he really he, is. He he yeah. changed because that the area he was, he changed how comics were made around the time, you know, and he kept yeah. going. Osriel, you know, he made him yeah. I, I can keep I keep going, but I'm not Neil going. Adams, you know, worked with Neil Adams and who's right. still with us, you know. And uh yeah, he just you know, created a created a slew of you know, legendary work that has gone, yeah, like you said, influential. There's nothing I can say that you had an artist. Okay, well, sorry, you know. <laughs> I, I guess we can go on past that. So, yeah. uh, Eli, like I said, I know we're in a new week, and I know we were talking about Black Lives Matter for like the last three weeks, more like that. Now, before everybody turn off the podcast, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm about to give you some free shit. So, um, the reason I'm saying it because you have you noticed with the Black Lives Matter thing that a lot of businesses have been popping up, you know, promoting stuff and, oh, we're Black Lives Matter too and, oh, check us out, you know, they have banners. We talked about this last week, right? Uh, now, not, I don't know, but okay, but hey, we, we can we talk about it. We may or may not. We may or may not. Who cares? <laughs> I forget shit that happened yesterday. So, yeah. uh, the point I'm trying to make is that I don't know how to feel about that, Eli, because I feel like these corporations are trying to capitalize or, or you know, horn in on a, a movement and they're just trying to just piggyback off of, you know, for profit. Yeah. That's on yeah. one hand. That's on one hand. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm getting a bunch of free shit. 
So I don't know how to feel about this. Like, should I, you know, support the movement and be mad at these corporations for jumping into it? Or should I be happy that every time, you know, it's a free movie coming out, oh, it's a black person in the movie, it's free, I can watch it? Cool. Because here's the thing, Marvel has jumped on the bandwagon. You know, we love Marvel here. Okay. To a point, you know. And they jumped on the bandwagon, and what they've done is that they've also given away free comics. So I'm, I actually pulled the list up right now. Let's see if I can pull it up. Boom. Okay, we got it here. So what I'm pulling up is, listen, I'm going to name all the books today right now. Now, if you go, Marvel.com uh, has these books. You can read them for free. But if you go to Comicsology, you can re- you can just download these books, and they're yours for life, or at least until Comicsology and or Amazon go under, which they will not live up, so that's not a big deal. Uh, just the names of the books. They, so the li- books they've listed are books that are, you know, um, done by create by black creators you know like uh reggie hudlin christopher priest like i said one of the books on there we reviewed like a few weeks ago uh blue marvel is on there you know uh it was done by the same guy that, that made the underworld movies you know okay. uh damage control power man and iron fist mosaic a mosaic is a book that people didn't you know really catch on to but it was pretty good i liked it the entire run of falcon is on there now everybody's okay. sharing this book I think uh, I gave it six issues before it got canceled. Eli, I think you gave it eight. It made it to eight before it was canceled, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I thought it was actually a pretty good run. Also, Ironheart, uh, Killmonger, Eli. Honestly, I, that was a book that I would, when we were thinking about retro reviews to do, it was one of the books on my list that we should have knocked out. But, you know, whatever. Things happen. So that's my whole point there. So they're giving you free books right now. So you definitely want to get on top of that. Uh, and matter of fact, I'm going, what I'm going to do is. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's not bad. As long as they're not doing like the Black Lives Matter burger or something like that. You know what I mean? Don't put ideas in the head. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. Now with extra, extra hot sauce or some shit. Like, no, don't do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to read. What do I have next on this thing? Oh, Eli. Okay. So we watched the movie. And we did, yeah, yeah. We watched we didn't. The movie. We, you watched the movie. You talked to me. Did we want to talk about this movie? I was like, yeah, we can talk about this movie. Yeah, why not? We we'll talk about this movie. Okay. So the movie we talked about is Boom. You probably can't see it, but I'll go ahead and put on it anyway. The movie we watched was called The Hunt. Now, Eli, what was your reason for waiting so long to watch this movie? Because they wouldn't let us. There was only like to rent it. Yeah. You know, you, you, it was like twenty bucks to rent. You know. That's um, why I didn't watch it again because I was like yeah. twenty dollars to rent a movie for forty eight hours. Uh, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it because I wanted to see it, you know. And it, it was like, and then of course, it, it, when it released, it re- didn't it release like the weekend before the when the quarantine hit. So I don't think it ever it was, did. It ever release? Yeah, it got it, it. It was like that and Bloodshot were like released on that same weekend or something. It like was, and I had to make a choice: do I want to watch yeah. Bloodshot or do I watch? The only reason we did Bloodshot. Is because of this podcast. It's a comic book movie, yeah. Right, it's a comic movie, so you kind of like, you kind of got to do it. It's like a yeah. job to watch Bloodshot, you know. But this movie was supposed to be released like last year, but then it got banned because of, you it know. It got pushed back uh, twice. Yeah, because of some mass shooting and they pushed it back and then Trump got a hold of it and heard it was like anti, anti-conservative or whatever. So then he banned it and then it sat on the shelf for like a year. Right. And then. Then yeah. COVID happened. COVID happened. So I was excited to see it, but then it was like 20 bucks just to rent. I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, I don't, I, yeah, so that's why I waited. I waited, yeah. And that's what we were trying to tell people, like, calm down. Like, people were freaking out that they saw $20 to rent the movie when they want to get it. 
we were like, if you just wait, because I think we've, I think it's been 90 days since, since it, it hit. Like, if you just wait 90 days, they're going to drop the price down to like $5. You can rent it. And it should be like every other movie on there. Yeah. Or you can even buy it if you want to do it. $20 to buy it, whichever one you want to do. Whichever you yeah. know you like. So that was going on right now. So, uh, Eli, since this, this movie was your idea, I'm going to let you, you know, start off first about what you thought about the movie and give you a review and all that stuff. Okay, so I'll quick quick synopsis: the hunt. It's basically a group of uh, people are like they they're drugged and dosed, and they wake up in a in like the woods, and they're being hunted. And throughout the movie, you're finding out why they're being hunted. They're a group of conservatives, like right wing conservatives, being hunted by left wing liberals. Um, that's basically kind of the story, and y- y- you kind of things start unfolding one one chick who's like really badass is like killing everybody and surviving and killing the hunters um yeah that's pretty much the gist of the movie it, mm-hmm. it's a very lot a lot of political commentary as far as you know uh i mean th- i think people were thinking it was going to have like this liberal agenda or and then of course the liberals thought it was going to have this right-wing agenda mm-hmm. but I think it was more had more of a commentary about like cancel culture and like social mm-hmm. media and stuff like that. I think that was more the the prominent uh, uh, direction theme that was there. Yeah. Or even how the- media can or social media can influence opinions of of us. You know, yeah, and make us think yeah. how we want how they want to. Yeah, the 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 fake outrage. You know, cancel culture running people telling you to be pissed off or something. And now you got to be pissed off because the internet told you to be pissed off. I, mm-hmm. I think that that was like the general theme of the movie. Um, fake news. Fake That's, news. Yes. Yeah. You have like these Republicans or conservatives. They're the bait. They're the victims in this in this scenario. And um, you find out that there was like, some conspiracy theory. It's I got a total references to Pizzagate or Gamergate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're being hunted by these liberals who are or yeah, this, these, but then that's not that, you know, it's, uh, it, it turns out it's not really about any of that. You know, it, there's like this sort of a twist at the end that sort of throw, gives the movie a, you know, a little bit, a little bit of a surprise, but, but, um, but it, yeah, it's really not about, I mean, it does bring up those, you know, left versus right, you know, commentary, but it's not really about that in the end. It's more about, you know, the internet and internet outrage and social media outrage and, and cancel culture. Yeah. So, but as far as what I thought, I thought it was okay. I, I, I laughed a lot. I thought it was very funny. It's a definitely a, a cynical satire, you know, poking fun at both sides, both political parties, you know, the internet, um, very violent, very campy violence, which I, you know, I, I was laughing. I, I, I thought it was very funny. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you this because we always have this argument. Was it at least violent enough for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I was like, if you don't, if you don't think this is violent (laughs) enough, I don't know what to say after this. Yeah, especially that first shot with what's her name? The 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 she's that that famous actress. I thought she was going to survive a lot longer. She turned out to be the first one killed. Yeah, we're not going to say the name because we don't want to spoil it. But yeah, yeah, when that happened, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) and I I busted out laughing. So it had that very dark humor, uh, yeah, very you know cartoony violence, and I I, I thought it was funny. Um, I just thought some of the characters were a little bit weak. I think that's my biggest gripe of the movie. 
um, especially the main character. Uh, I think she was like, I thought, I wish there was a little bit more to her. They just kind of made her, oh, she's just badass. She's like killing everybody. She knows how to kick out, kick all this ass, shoot all these guns, and they're just, oh, well, she's an ex-veteran from. But they don't say world. that till like twenty yeah. minutes before the movie is over. Yeah, they don't tell you that. Yeah, they don't tell. Uh, they don't reveal that till the end of the movie. And even that, for me, I thought was a little weak. I thought it was. I I was thinking it was going to be like this big, fucked up, twisting reveal. You know what I mean? That's just me because I'm an asshole. I was, cause you kind of root, you're kind of rooting for her through the whole movie. You know, she's kicking all this ass. And I thought, wouldn't, wouldn't have been cool if she was like, it revealed at the end that she was a cop at the end, you know, right. a, cop, a cop that, a cop that shot somebody, you know, and that's why they were after. Her. And I was like, well, then you would have been like, Oh shit, we're, we're rooting for this asshole. And you know what I mean? I thought mm-hmm. that would have been pr- pretty cool, but that didn't happen of course. So in the end, I thought she was just kind of a, a weak character. She's just this badass who can kick all this, you know, kick all this ass just because some vague reason, and that was about it. So that that's my only gripe. Other than that, I, I still had a good time. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was funny. And yeah, so three out of five. <laughs> okay, okay, no problem. All right, so like I said, I watched this movie. Pretty much the same thing that you were saying about it. Uh, I, I, I thought the movie was funny and what I thought it was going to be. I really yeah. know how to classify this movie. Like, Eli, is it a slasher movie or does it have? I'm not saying it's a horror movie, but does it does it like rely on horror tropes on, on it at least? A little bit. There's like, I, and I don't know what to call it, but but like lately, the last few years, there's there's I don't know if you want to call it reality horror, but there's like these mm-hmm. movies that have horror elements, but they're not traditionally horror like. Right. Like, like this movie, like the green room about the skinheads, it's basically zombies, only they're skinheads instead. Right. You know, there's um, movies like The Purge or uh, this is one movie called uh, uh, Carnage Park. It's about a sniper. Mm-hmm. You know, he, it's like a slasher movie, only he's a sniper. So it's like these, you know, the, or, or what's that? Don't Breathe, where they break into that blind guy's house and it turns out he's a fucked up blind. He's basically daredevil. You know, if Daredevil right. was a serial killer, he can smell their fear. And yeah, shit. yeah. I mean, they're not traditionally horror or slasher, but they have horror elements. But there's like this gritty reality, you know, to them. And I think that mm-hmm. kind, of, this movie kind of falls into that sort of, you know, yeah. That but it's area. Like almost, almost like a, a action movie, also. Yeah, like it, yeah. it was balanced between John. It was satire, parody, all those mm-hmm. things. Like you said, uh, it did. You know, cancel culture was one of the main themes of the movie that I did get from that one. Uh, you couldn't tell if they was making fun of liberals or making fun of uh, the right wing. And they probably were making fun of both. Like, because yeah. basically they were making fun of both because both were at the extreme. The thing yeah. is that they didn't say a whole lot about the people that got captured. They didn't say a whole lot about them. But the stuff they said, you realize that, okay, these people are assholes. I think one of those guys they captured in the KKK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, they didn't flat out say it, but I think that was one of them. You know, so yeah. they they didn't dig into him. Like, one of them was a white rapper, so that's why he's there, you know, to kill him, you know. Yeah, and so. then there's that one guy that who was, he was, like, basically, like, the Alex Jones. He had a podcast, conspiracy right. theories and stuff. So you can just tell that they're making fun of all these uh, real-life political figures and, 
you know, and then and then killing them. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and then like the story about how she was telling the tortoise in the hair. Now they she went into so much detail about the story. Like, do people not know that story? You know. Yeah. But then she added some more bullshit at the end of it. I was like, okay, I I, I guess. <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, but yeah, like I said, bloody as hell. Nobody would say the people that you think. You know, I almost wish I went into this movie not knowing anything. Yeah. Because I because watching the trailer, the trailer kind of gave away too much where you knew that the blonde chick was going to be the hero at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. And you knew Hillary Swank. But the thing is that they set it up where you didn't know. Like, they didn't show Hillary Swank's face until, like, 30 minutes before the movie ended. You know? So, that, I guess they wanted it to be a surprise that you didn't know who it was. And when you finally see her, you'd be like, oh, shit, she's in this movie. You know? Yeah. But since they showed her on the trailer, you're just like, oh, okay. When, when are they going to show her? You know? Yeah. And it was, oh, yeah. yeah, they kind of, and, and they, they sort of uh, alluded to Pizzagate or Gamergate or whatever, these, these right-wing conspiracies that turn out to be bullshit, but then they're like, they kind of flipped it on its head. Like, okay, since they think this is really happening, then we're really going to make it happen. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> another thing that got me about that because, you know. yeah, <laughs> uh, that's because the thing, I hate to spoil it. We're going to, we're going to say a spoiler on it. The point is that they were making up a conspiracy theory about what they thought was going on. Yeah. But it wasn't even true it, because that's what the internet does. The internet just makes up. It's flat earth. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce or with the Illuminati. You know, uh, pretty much any time a celebrity has a death in the family, people just say, oh, they sacrificed themselves to be famous. You know, bullshit like that. Yeah. So since they, oh, since you want to believe it so much, we're going to make this shit real for you. And you their know? only evidence is some vague piece of whatever like in the movie it was like a text they found a text right that, and that's the thing. They, they weren't <laughs> mad about they weren't mad about that you know they were joking about that the conspiracy might be true they she got in trouble because she called them deplorable because because she yeah. used because uh, she used a slur or whatever yeah you know? yeah and so yeah and that's i thought what, that yeah, i thought then, that was interesting too yeah and then the internet right yeah basically the internet takes it and it turns into this whole thing that it's not because it's the internet and people you know want to believe what they want to believe you know that that's basically the comment of the store of the, of the movie is mm-hmm. is you know people will sort of just believe in their own they'll use anything on the internet to back up their beliefs no matter if how it's false, on the internet it must be yeah, true <laughs> yeah you know you know they don't want to admit that they're wrong or you know there's no growth there's no understanding it's just like oh this is my view and i'm not going to back down and we're just trolling each other we're just going right. back and forth there's no there's no common ground to be had because we're, we're we, we back up we choose what facts to believe in to back up our bullshit Right. And the thing is, going by the Internet and just assuming they know things about it, both sides got both got both people wrong. Like she got some things wrong by Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank got some things wrong by her just because she believed like when she knew what Animal Farm was, she was like, wait, you're smart enough to know what Animal Farm is. And she knew it better than she did. And it turns out she had the well spoilers. She had the wrong person. Right. (laughs) You know, you posted this and. (laughs) <laughs> she's like i get her mails like which, which happened like you can't tr- you can't amazing the movie's trying to say you can't believe everything you see on the internet Basically, and liberals are just as fucked up as republicans are also oh yeah there's there's the <laughs> there's the left wing version of the you know the uh the what are they called the baptist church what's that baptist church called uh jonesboro or what's it called what, what's those they're always protesting funerals and shit and oh what the hell are they call i forget haven't heard from him in a while, so that's kind of weird. 
They're especially during this time. They probably Dame, saying the apocalypse is Westboro, Westboro Baptist Church. What that was that what they're called? Yeah. Anyways, we have like yeah, we have left extremists, and yeah, there and of course we got the right wing extremists too. That'll you know the the conspiracy theorists who who believe you know who believe every who believe all this shit, all these conspiracies except you know. The truth that like the government COVID is, is a hoax. Yeah, <laughs> the gov- Yeah, the government is, is is capable of you know these grand April Fool's. Not, not even <laughs> like our government, the world government. Like yeah, every government yeah. on the planet is in yeah. on the hoax. <laughs> yeah, we we can't we can't get nurses masks, face right. masks for, for the hospitals, but we can you know you know uh, orchestrate this. 9-11 like don't believe you know the the people with phds and been studying this shit for 10 years believe some asshole on the internet with the with the 500 dollar yeah. you know a, a, a dollar worth of equipment you know yeah yeah all those so. scientists that know the fucking earth is round ain't right right but, uh, yeah <laughs> trust me we we know from experience just because a podcast to say some dumb shit doesn't mean it's true you know yeah, that's so. why we don't. That's why we don't do politics. I don't do any. I don't talk we about try to politics. stay away. We try to stay away yeah. from politics, and we try to stay away yeah. from rumors. Fuck yeah. rumors. If it's not confirmed, or you know, somebody says it, if it's just some some shit that may or may not be true, like Beyonce is going to be stormed, we don't touch that shit. We move on to other stuff. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, slaps going. On. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Reason I'm gonna give a four out of five and not higher than that or not lower than that because, like I said, it was entertaining. I do want to see it again. I do feel like the message they were trying to give was kind of muddled. Like it didn't. I feel like I feel like I missed something watching the movie. Like I feel like it was another thing that they were trying to tell me that I didn't catch. So that's why I'm gonna just give it like a four. You know, yeah. but yeah. entertaining movie. I liked it. I think it is like a polarizing movie. I know some other people that I was talking to didn't care for this movie, but hey, what can you do? Wait, Eli, hold on. We got something. Oh, we got yeah, a bunch got, of shit. We got a. Uh, you got to. You got to read that. What, what do we got so far? Says, so what you guys? So who are you guys talking to? Um, <laughs> we have no idea. I'm talking. I'm talking to him. Or wait, right. him. <laughs> I'm talking to that guy. It's the Brady Bunch. <laughs> he no, did. What's, what's it? <laughs> Waving the leaf. <laughs> right. It's the Brady Bunch and shit. Is this the same guy? <laughs> Let's see. What kind of forever? Okay. What kind of forever? Cool. What kind of forever? What kind of forever? All right, yeah, hell yeah. Oh, okay, uh, awesome. Yeah, appreciate you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What else we got? Okay, so like I said, forty-five. Let's move on past that. Can we move on to the video game section. Okay. All right. So, Eli, some big shit happened this weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go wait. I'm gonna unveil it. Hold on. Just boom. Oh yeah, that, that did sexy ass beast right there. So this is the PlayStation Five. Uh, they were going to release it last week, but because, like I said, riots were ensuing all over the country, uh, they were like, maybe it's a bad time, you know. <laughs> so they decided to push it back a little bit. Uh, yeah, hold on. You, you know what it looks like, anyway. Damn it, on. you looters! You couldn't wait like a few days. <laughs> Just a few days. We're trying to watch the PlayStation Five, but you couldn't control yourself. No. Then I, then I, then you would have saw me looting. <laughs> Right. I would have texted, hey, anybody down in university, get me a PS5. I got you. <laughs> right. Just wait for it. Well, you know what? They're waiting for the next day. If if something happens in November, everybody's gonna have a free PS5. <laughs> oh man. So basically what's going on with the PS5 right now. Uh Eli, did you get a chance to watch the uh the PlayStation 5 event, the whole thing? 
No, I just saw like the pictures. Just, okay, like well, I, I, I watched the entire event. It was a weird event. Oh, uh, because you know, like, usually they have a guy on stage in front of a crowd like that. But like I said, we live in a post-COVID world. That didn't happen. So it was just a pre-recorded thing. So just some guy talking with elevator music playing in the background. You know, so that's that's all you can get from there. Uh, they unveiled it, showed what it looked like, showed some of the games. Uh, you know what I'm so excited over? They showed Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, yeah, Miles Morales. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, people were freaking out because the guy came out and said, oh, it's an expansion. So people thought it was going to just be like DLC. But he said, no, it's going to be a full game. Now, Sony has done this before. They did it with Infamous. They did it with a game called First Light. It was like a standalone game. They did it with Uncharted which was called, I can't remember the name of the game, but they did it with Uncharted also, like made a standalone version of it where it wasn't DLC. It was a separate game. They did it with The Last of Us, like it was a separate game. So basically that's what they're doing with Miles Morales also right now also. It's a uh, a standalone game. Probably They said it probably won't be as long. Well, they actually confirmed it. It won't be as long as the other Spider-Man game was. This kind of like a go-between while they're still working on Spider-Man 2. You know. So I'm fine with it. I'm excited. And Eli, they announced everything except the price. <laughs> what the fuck is the price of this thing? How much is this bad we're going to cost me? You know. Yeah. So, I don't know. We're hearing all kinds of... I even went to... Because it's it's on Best Buy site. It's on Walmart site right now. They have it, but no price. So, What do you I think? Who? What do I think? What do I think? Now, here's the thing. Let me, let me, pull, let me pull it up one more time. So what you see, I don't know if you can see it, but there's two versions of the PlayStation 5 they have. They didn't really last the price for any of them. One has a disk drive, one doesn't have a disk drive. Now, what I'm thinking is that the one without the disk drive, maybe 500? I'm thinking this thing is going to be no less than 500. This, this is going to this is gonna tax. This is this is not a uh, Nintendo Switch where you just pay 250 and get it. No, ain't going to be that. Not with all the shit that they said they're throwing in this bad boy. Mm-hmm. So you got, I'm thinking 500 for the non-disc version and 600 for the disc version. That's what I'm thinking. Now, some people are saying that it might be like 700, stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, all I know, Eli, whatever they have is, uh, they didn't let me know ahead of time so I can start stacking money. So like I said, if you see me, you know, creating the OnlyFans page, you know, to make money <laughs> on the side, to get a place to five, don't judge me, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to play Miles Morales that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could show that picture. Since it's Pride Month, I saw this picture of this uh this black kid <laughs> uh with this white dude, old white dude standing behind him unbuckling his belt. He was like, "Time to secure the PS5." I'm like, "Oh, come on, man! I don't have the meme in front of me right now, but it's whatever." Uh, so yeah, that's what's going on right now. So think and, 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 and you know, and you know, it ain't gonna come with all the cords. The cords you, you need. Those oh, cords that's are, yeah. yeah, you get yeah. all that. Game, 20 no bucks game. 20 bucks for a cord <laughs> yeah another controller all this stuff like that yeah. so yeah this is going to be expensive but it's I, I gotta show it one time i gotta show it one time look how sexy this thing looks man that's the thing i like about sony they know how to make sexy machines that's the thing playstations always have sex appeal meanwhile while xbox whenever they make that uh system it just they got to get by on their personality you know I got an Xbox One S. I wanted to show you just, just like a big ass block. That's all it is. Like you can't do shit with that, you know. So that's my thing. Um, yeah, gonna have to paint your apartment. 
put that in there. Right. <laughs> redecorate. Redecorate for your PS. Right, for the PS5. Because it's white, man. Because that's the thing. If it's a white machine, it's going to get dirty. It's going to get dirty, like, super quick. You know, fingerprints all over it. Give me the black machine so I can use it wipe down, all stuff like that. So, I, you know, we're guys. We mess up shit. You oh. know. Oh, shit. Uh, let me see. Can we move on to, I guess, the comic book section now? Sure. Yeah, let's just fly through this thing. So, yeah, so if you, uh, for those that are listening to this podcast that are new to it, this is the part where the comic bullies talk about the comic books. I'm going to talk about, finally, new comics that came out this week. And, Eli, I'm going to start first. I'm going to just jump into, uh, yeah, Batman 92. Let's jump into Batman 92. Let's see if I can get a banner on the back of that bad boy. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, so basically how the book starts off is that, the penguin, now if you've been keeping up with the story, the penguin got his throat slit by Deathstroke, but it was just enough that it didn't quite kill him. Or cripple his vocal cords either, because he still talks stuff like that. So he's in, you know, Gotham City talking to Commissioner Bullock, who's the new uh, Commissioner Gordon. And basically Bullock is like, we got you, penguin. You're arrested. You're going to jail. He's like, no, nah, I'm not going to jail. Uh, they kidnapped me. <laughs> I'm the one that got harassed. Matter of fact, uh, all of my like top employees are like that. Uh, Deathstroke killed them. Actually, he didn't. Penguin killed them, but no, that's not a story. So, and he was like, matter of fact, I want to bring charges up on Destro because I'm a law abiding Gotham citizen. And Bullock knows he's full of shit, but it's nothing he can do, you know. So he was just like, you know what? I'm going to find something on you eventually, Penguin. But why all this shit is going on, the entire city turns green. And when the entire city turns green, Bullock is like, give me a TV. He's like, what does what we need TV for? Because whenever the city turns green, some asshole's going to be on TV because they always want somebody to know what the hell's going on. So turn on the TV. Let's see what's going on. And he has to turn the TV because, boom, the Riddler has taken over the <laughs> entire city. And he's turned everything green. And he's uh, got every single uh, TV station and Megatron and everything in Gotham City is taken over. And he wants to play a game because he's on that saw shit now. So... He's like, I, I, I want to play a game of crosswords, and I have the grid, the the whole city as a grid, and I want one person to play the game. Hmm, who should it be? Who should it be? Who should it be? How about Batman? So he, of course, Batman is gonna be the main person playing the game. Uh, Batman just beat up some zombie ninja cops with Deathstroke. Uh, let me show you that part right there. So they're just beat up some cops. Now while that that's going on, they go downstairs to the subway. And Batman has a bat train. I don't know if this has ever been a thing before, but I guess this is what Tinian likes to do. Just great shit. But that's what's happening. That's going on. That's the A story. The B story is Harley Quinn and Catwoman are going down. And I think this is where they're robbing Bruce Wayne. They don't really say what they're doing, but I think they're going to rob Bruce Wayne or stop people from robbing Bruce Wayne. Uh, So they finally get down there. And when they get there, they meet Punchline for the first time. I'm seeing if I can find that page because... And Harley Quinn's just like, okay, who are you? Why are you dressed like this? What the hell's going on? And Catwoman got a whisper to her, uh, that's that's Joker's girlfriend, new girlfriend. And she's like, oh, so he didn't even click to her what was going on, or Harley's just being an <laughs> asshole, you know. Let me see if I can show you the page. You're you all the jokes, and I and the punchline, you know. So she's punchline. So Jason does something, we actually see what she looks like, and we find out what her personality is. She she doesn't tell jokes. She doesn't do silly gags and shit like that, like Harley Quinn and Joker does. She just kills people. That's all she does. So Harley Quinn and Punchline fight it over while she's doing that. Catwoman uh, basically takes the guy that's, you know, trying to get the bank 
and they go in to get the bank. While that's going on, Batman is breaking down riddles, uh, riddles and shit like that, like super easy. Uh, what do you lose when you take one step, a footstep? Uh, how many seconds in a month, in a year? Uh, twelve, one second for every month, some shit like that. Anyway, he saw his brother. He like, really, I'm gonna cut to the chase. The left is banana, the right is button. This this shit is over with. He like, fuck you, Batman. I'm gonna find out where you're, Batman, and reveal you as a as a uh, as a cheater. And he's like, you hear me, Batman? And Batman's standing right behind him. He's like, yeah, I hear you. And, and beats the shot of Riddler. Why beats the shot of Riddler, you hear a clap in the background. And it turns around and it's Designer. And Designer's like, I'm glad you made it this far, Bruce. Because he knows who he is. He was like, wow, that's all going on. Uh, sit down and have a seat. And I'll tell you exactly what my design is right before I kill you. And that's the end of the book. Now keep in mind, this is issue number 92. Issue 95 starts Joker War, where it's the ultimate battle between Joker and Batman again, because we need one of those every three years, whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. Overall, fun, action-packed book. This is like a classic. Like, if you never read a Batman book before, you can pick this Batman book up and just read it. It's not very dense. It's not very Tom King-ish. You can just jump in, and that's it. Overall, I'm going to give the book a four to five, you know, right. because we finally get Punchline doing something. We were seeing her, but she never did anything. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I'll give it a three out of five just because there was a lot going on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, just a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> like I said, A story, B story. Yeah. This... And it might be because I read the Joker book before this. So by the time I got to this book. Now, you didn't little... read them like back to back, did you? No. I read, the... I read this like the next day and I was like a little fatigued. I was a little, I'm a little Joker fatigued. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then so like I'm really not excited about this Joker war coming up now. <laughs> I mean cuz we've seen it over and over and over again. Yeah. And, 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 and then, it seemed like they're doing it. How, what can you do differently that hasn't been done already? Like I like the the Riddler stuff. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um and, and honestly that's why I gave it a higher score than I did because you finally see the Riddler do stuff and the Riddler's yeah. kind of like a forgotten villain nowadays. I thought that was a lot of fun. I I really don't really care about Punchline. I think she's just dollar store Harley. You know, I don't... well the speculators love it. That's the thing. Yeah, and I'm like, eh, whatever. Another Harley Quinn. <laughs> just Harley Quinn too. Whatever. Yeah, like, they think eh. they think they're gonna strike oil again. Like, oh, another Harley Quinn. Let's let's go ahead and buy this because if I if I bought Harley when I first when she first introduced, then I'd have all this money. So they think in Punchline they're gonna do the same thing. It, it won't, but yeah. whatever. So. It's all right. All right. right. So you're up. What what do you got? Uh, Well, I got the – all I got was the indie books. So I guess I'll go with Bitterroot number eight. Bitterroot number eight. Okay. Okay. Uh, You go ahead. I'll go ahead and get you set up for it. Boom. Look at that. Oh, okay. Bitterroot number eight. Written by uh, David F. Walker, Chuck Brown, art by Sanford Green, Sophie Dodson, and letters by Clayton Claus or something. Sorry. I'm messing that up. But this is uh this is one of my favorite books right now. It's a, it's a a horror book about this uh family in 1920s Harlem and they fight these uh the, they're like these monster hunters that fight these demons called Jinnu that um possess people. They they kind of feed off of hatred. And you know, with racial bigotry prominent in our culture, there's plenty of hate to feed off of. So it's got this sort of a uh, you know, social commentary on racism. And uh, basically this is picking up after, you know, this is like, we're on the second arc now. So this is number eight, you know, in the first story arc, it was like this big race riot in Harlem. 
and people were getting possessed by demons and all that. There's this big battle and stuff like that. Um, uh, we have, uh, there's this one dude named Dr. Sylvester. His children were killed in the Tulsa massacre of 1921. So he's just out for revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, he unknowingly unlocks this demon called an Adro. And, um, and he's sort of being influenced by this demon because of his, uh, because of his grief. This, this demon feeds off of grief. Um, she takes him to Georgia where this young black boy has been lynched by the KKK and the demon promises the townspeople that she will give them salvation. She will save them from their grief. Um, so that's kind of where this picks up. We're back in Harlem after the riot. They're trying to cure the, this family. The Sangria family are trying to cure the people that have been infected with the demons. But they're finding out that um, there's different demons. Like the black people aren't aren't infected by the Jinu. They're infected by these other demons. What are they called? Inzandu. In Inzandu? Inzado? Inzandu. Something like that. They're infected by these other demons that feed off of pain and grief and suffering. Mm-hmm. Um you know, meanwhile, Dr. Sylvester is in Georgia. He's kind of uh, questioning the, the motivations of this demon that re- this demon, you know, resurrected the, the boy that got hanged. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the father's like, this isn't my boy. His soul is gone. He's just basically a zombie, this kid. And he start and Dr. Sylvester is sort of starting to realize that this demon isn't what it's cracked up to be. She promised us salvation, but you're just basically, you know, the salvation is just more suffering, you know? <laughs> and then uh, another, the, 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 another group uh, of demon hunters, they've got, they're on this other mission. They're searching for these other demons and they get ambushed by these rednecks in the South. So that's kind of where it ends. Um, that's, that's kind of the book, but still a very cool book, very powerful, emotional uh, comment on racism. And, how we deal with racism, you know, the emotional effects of racism, you know, um, how, and, and it asks these questions of how do we reconcile with the trauma caused by racism, you know, especially people of color, you know, the stress and emotional toll that we feel from dealing with racism on a daily basis, you know, no wonder we all got high blood pressure, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know, you know, we experience racism all the time but we have to set those emotions aside. We have to set that our anger and our sadness aside to get through the day, you know, so we don't make people. Right. Cause you get your snap on you know? anybody, you know, yeah. polish around the store. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. We just kind of, you know, we, you know, when keeping it real goes wrong, you know, right. <laughs> you know, we, we just hold on to this pain and this anger and sadness like constantly because we don't want to make waves until it builds and builds and then it erupts and there's riots and all this stuff. And right. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the comic book. <laughs> right. <laughs> so glad it's just science fiction. This just... Yeah. This is just the comic book. Yeah. Right. Racism <laughs> built up for de- years and years and then it explodes and people lose their shit and start tearing up the place in the comic <laughs> book. <laughs> right. But, you know, we see the parallels in real life. And that's what the thing I love. The thing I love about this book is, this this book could have been released like 20 years ago and it would still be relevant. You know what I mean? Because the shit just doesn't change. You know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, this story right. could have been told 
you know, 50 years ago, and it would have still made made just as much impact as it does today. So sad but true. But other than that, I give you know, I'll give it a 4.5 out of five because there was again, this was there was a lot going on. There's like three or four different arcs kind of crammed into this one issue. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> but other than me, that, yeah, yeah. Other than that, it's it's still a great story. It's one of my favorite books right now. Now let me ask you this. Okay. So you're on a, issue eight of Bitterroot right now. So this is not like a volume two, volume two, volume three. It's just eight issues and that's it right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure once they get to issue 12, that'll be volume two. You know what I mean? Okay. Volume volume one is like one through six, I think, mm-hmm. or one through five or something like that. So Gotcha. Like okay. That. So we're yeah we're we have it's not a, it's the second volume isn't collected yet isn't in a trade. Yet. That that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on trade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's what because I know eventually there's going to be option into you know a movie a TV show cartoons and shit like that and anytime something like that and, happens and it is uh what's his face um Black Panther what's his name the guy Google. directed Black Panther yeah Google he, yeah he got the rights to this. Okay, so that's oh, they, the, in the pipeline. So yeah. So and the it, thing is, Eli, you know, a black comic book. I'm supposed to be the expert on this shit. <laughs> so I'm. A, I only picked this up because it's a horror book. You know. Okay. I, I I like you know it's basically Evil Dead, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? These demon hunters. It's just pumped with all this commentary. You know, it has underlying commentary, and it that that's just. Like I said before, when you, when you, when diversity matters, when you get that, when rep, real representation in art, then you get that different perspective. So of course, you know, a person of horror from a person of color's perspective, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be different. You know, you're not going to, you know, the cops aren't going to be the saviors in this book. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in fact, in the in volume one, spoilers, you know, the, the cops got possessed by the demons and, wow. <laughs> and they had to fight the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah, you get that different perspective and that's what keeps genres fresh. And that's what I loved about this book, you know. So I I, I, I came for the horror and I stayed for the, you know. I mean, it seemed like it's in the same vein as what we're seeing in horror moving to now where, you know, they're leaning into the social commentary, like get out. Hell, like The Hunt, the hunt. I, even yeah, though The Hunt's yeah. not a horror movie, but, you know, yeah. The Purge, you know. Yeah, like oh, The Purge, yes, The Purge, the first one sucks. Don't watch The First <laughs> You know one. what? That's the only one I've watched, and I was just like, oh, yeah, it's a concept, but. It's no. all about the white family, the white suburban family stuck in their white suburban home. We don't right. give a shit. The rest of the movies, they open up the world. We go out into the cities. Shit, the last ones took place in Staten Island. You know, that those those are that's black horror to me you know person of color horror you're seeing horror from a person of color perspective was and, it something uh, about that story was like in in like it's a prequel and they started the purge yeah. like get rid the of first, black people or something yeah the first purge yeah that's what the first purge was the last the last purge movie was a prequel about yeah. the first time they did it and they tried it out in staten island in the black community okay. like that they yeah that was the test you know right, so. so one of these days i'm gonna sit down marathon the whole purge but i gotta make it through that first one because i was like the first one was no yeah and to everybody don't want if you haven't seen the purge movies skip the first one because it sucks so i can just skip it like don't watch it all just don't watch it don't watch oh shit shit why do you tell me that (laughs) i would have done this a while ago (laughs) yeah Uh, 
Okay. All right. So back on me. All right. So what we're going to do is boom. Let's set the banner up. So we're going to talk about, uh, I guess the book of the week is this the book that we've been talking about. Oh, smile. Oh, nope. Smile, Eli, because this is going to be the banner or whatever that we might Why do. so serious? Yeah. <laughs> so there's the book we've been planning to do for a while. Matter of fact, this we were going to make this a whole show before COVID hit. So we had to makeshift another Joker something going on. Uh, like that's why we did Death of the Family. But basically, what we have here is the Joker 80th special. You know, with the uh, Harley Quinn of hate, the Jester of genocide, the Clown Prince of crime, whatever you want to call him, this is him. Uh, Joker was conceptualized 80 years ago in Batman number one in 1940. Yeah, 1940. Yeah, my, my math's off. Also, Catwoman too, but nobody gives a shit. You know. Uh, so I guess we can start off. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break down every book. There were ten books in here. The stories were hit or miss. I'm gonna see if I can just look and see which stories kind of just jumped out at me, stand up, and just just focus on those. Oh, uh, one story that did focus on, like I said, we just talked about Punchline a second ago, and this book actually gives like the origin of Punchline, like where she came from, what is she a thing of. Let me just show you right here. So. Even though when you saw so you see what Punchline looks like originally, she was just a college girl in Snyder University. Now, since Tinian worships the ground, Scott Snyder worship uh, walks on. Of course, you're going to name the college Snyder University. Oh. So that's where she is. Uh, good, some good thing it wasn't Zack Snyder. <laughs> we we do not acknowledge Zack Snyder. <laughs> so yes, that's the thing going on right now. So the thing is that Joe, uh, her roommate got uh, like brothers co-workers got gassed by the joker and everybody in the city well in the college supposed to you know in mourning right now because what happened because she went on this social media her roommate went on the social media thing about how she feels so sad about these guys and she cares about them so she got this movement going on where everybody in the city where in the college decided to you know dress like their favorite hero and she dressed and punchline decided to dress up like the joker now her name is alexis we don't know her last name, but her name is Alexis in this. Uh, and the dean talks to her directly, like, can you change or something? Like, everybody's dressing up like Superman and Wonder Woman. You're dressed like the Joker. You're freaking people the fuck out, you know. And she kills him, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And the reason she killed him is because it's basically like a, a training for the Joker. Because the Joker was hiding in the closet the entire time while she was doing this stuff. And, and, that's she, and she made she made the Joker gas, the toxic. Yeah, she got, she got recipe yeah. from the internet. You know, yeah, you know, uh, but of course, she said she was practicing on homeless bums under the, under the pier or whatever, and she was trying to prove to the Joker that she's not some fangirl. She's ready for you know, ready for the big time. You know, she's ready for the big show. And Joker's like, well, okay, well, let's go. And then it says, go to issue ninety five of Batman when the Joker War starts. You know, whenever that thing happens. Uh, let me see if another story on here that I liked. I think another story on here that I liked was uh. The Harley Quinn story, because Paul Dini has a story on here. No, actually, I'm going to go to another one. Uh, Kill the Batman. Now, here's the thing about this story, Eli. This actually jumped out at me because the Kill the Batman story was actually written written by two YouTubers. They don't oh, even yeah? work for Marvel. I mean, they don't even work for DC. Uh, they're just Batman fans that just uh, submit a story. So basically what this story is, is basically like uh, Joker finally killed the Batman, and he goes to Batman's funeral. And of course, oh, yeah. everybody, yeah, and you know, Superman says some shit at the funeral. Wonder Woman says, shit, and we joke like, hold up, now we're both two psychopaths, 
at least I understand I'm a psychopath. Joker, Batman didn't see it. We both dress up in, you know, theatrical costumes, you know, to incite fear in other people. But while they're scared of me, they throw this guy a ticket tape parade. Didn't make any sense. So uh, Mr. Freeze is there talking at this funeral. He even tells like an ice joke. Everybody laughs in the crowd. Joker's like, an ice joke? Like, even I wouldn't say no dumb shit like that. And I'm the worst comedian in the world, you know. So Joker, and then Joker starts getting depressed. He's just like, well, what can I do now? I killed Batman. I can't, you know, fight the Gotham PD. They're more corrupt than I am, you know. Uh, I, I don't feel like fighting Batman and Wonder Woman. That shit's boring. They're not as fun because they don't get the joke. Batman got me. They don't get me. So I guess I'm going to just do the other evil shit I can think of. And he decides to work at the DMV. And that's how the story ends. Which I thought was pretty funny. You know? Yeah, it wasn't bad. I was, that was one of the ones I thought was pretty good. Yeah, so I'm trying to see what was the other one. Uh, matter of fact, if you want to look at the guy, the guy's name is Greg Miller. He used to work for IGN. I think he went to another place, anything like that. I thought that's a pretty good story. Uh, what else we got? Where's the other story that I was looking for? The other one was the Paul Dini story. The Paul Dini story is pretty good also where Harley, this is a, a flashback story where Harley Quinn and Joker still together, and Joker is telling Harley about his worst nightmare. His worst nightmare is that he's in Blackgate prison because his insanity plea doesn't work anymore to go to Arkham. So they put him in Blackgate. They give him the death penalty. And right before he dies, he sees Batman in the audience and Batman is laughing at him. So that's his worst fear. And at that moment, Harley Quinn is talking to Poison Ivy and she and Poison Ivy's like, so is that why you stayed with him the whole time? She's like, no, nah, that's why I left him. Because of that story he told the whole time, Batman's in it. All the his enemies are in it, but I'm not in it. Yeah. So I thought that's a pretty good story, especially since, you know, Paul Dini, you know, created Harley Quinn, so I thought that's a pretty good story. Uh, what's another one? I don't have it. Um, the one about the bank teller when he kills everybody and tells them I was serious, it's pretty cool. Uh, other than that, that's the main that's the main ones I can think of, Eli. That's the main one, unless it's another one that I can't think. Some of those stories were like weird as fuck. I'm gonna tell you, like Brian Azzarello, I'm I'm sick of this dude. I'm sick of any. Not the one at the end. The one at the end. I, it made yeah. it didn't make any fucking sense. It, it's fucking it's that that's the uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest that's i've never seen sequel. the movie i never seen the movie oh that's your sequel they're, if they're gonna make a joker sequel that's it okay please tell me what the fuck happened in that story not not one flew over the cuckoo's nest one flew over the whatever the fuck's nest in this well story. I, what ha- yeah i'm it's I basically, mean, you know, the Joker's in. Uh, I'm trying to get to it. I, I got my fucking. Like he, he's in Arkham, you know. He's in Arkham, and he's, yeah, he's basically trying to take control, lead the fucking uh, like like in that movie. They, they, he tries to lead, get the you know the inmates together and lead and, and sort of you know bond with the with the inmates, and that's kind of. I was getting that through the whole thing, and then he gets lobotomized. Mm-hmm. You know, which happens. So does that happen to Jack Nicholson? Yeah, and yeah, that happens to the Jack Nicholson, and um, uh, and then Batman shows up in there, and Bat and Batman's supposed to be Chief, the Indian guy. Uh, and, okay, so and, I didn't know what I didn't know yeah. what Batman was like really in there. Was he imagining him, or was it a guy dressed as Batman, or was Batman in there? I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, the Batman's in there with them, and he's been like he's crazy too, and then like. He ends up escaping. He takes the Superman statue in the movie. It's uh, it's uh, like a water fountain. Okay, and then, and then that shit made it. no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you're breaking this shit down. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is the Superman statue there for? Yeah, and he throws it out the window, and the the movie ends with Chief, the Indian guy, escaping the asylum, running out. 
because Jack Nicholson's character got lobotomized and he was like a vegetable. And, um, and so Chief escapes. And Chief never talked until he always, he always played a mute, but he, it turned out he didn't know how to talk the whole time. But that's a great idea. Like, I thought the story was just eh, but I was like, there's your sequel to the movie. You know, that's your Joker sequel. I yeah, mean. that's your Joker sequel. To, okay, yeah, so who directed One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Milos Forman. He, uh, oh. he made, he, what did he, he did like, um, he made that movie about with Jim Carrey about Andy Kaufman. You know, he makes like these, uh, you know, Art I think he movie. made Amadeus. I think he's the one who did Amadeus. Oscar, Oscar winning director. So, um, but no, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is a good, great flick. And like, okay. you know, you got the first Joker movie, which is, you know, Taxi Driver and, you know, King of Comedy with the Joker in it. There's, there's your sequel. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with the Joker and okay. Arkham Villains. I am that so one. glad you're here to break that shit down to me because I, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, I, I think the ones that I enjoyed, probably my favorite one, I think well, it might have been the Tom Taylor one. Where the, I, I, I just had it pulled up. I was just yeah. about to talk about the Tom Taylor one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the kid's birthday. He goes to that kid's birthday and he's, no, one's, no one's there and uh, he ends up going and, you know, at gunpoint makes all these people go to this kid's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your best toys, you know. And he was and it just turns a, out that the, the boy, uh, his father was one of his goons, you know. Yeah, who ditched out and he was there to kill the he was there to kill the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he saw the kid outside playing with he's like pulling the legs off all these bugs. He's like, why don't you kill him? He's like, Oh, I only kill the ones that try to escape. <laughs> he's like, mm, that's a good idea. That's a good so idea. He, <laughs> so he ends up he ends up like cutting off his dad's fingers and serves them as hot dogs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that one was probably my favorite. I thought the Scott Snyder one was pretty good. Um, because that had a horror element, a creepy horror element. You know, that's how Scott Snyder writes the Joker. He's like a slasher villain. Right. Um uh yeah, I, I enjoyed the Paul Dini one. I thought that was all right. And uh, I think the Tinian one with the weird art, I thought was pretty cool too. So I, no, no, that that, that was uh, that one Tinian. That was a uh, Tomasi. Was that Tomasi? Yeah, Tomasi. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I had to read that one twice. I didn't like that one either at first, but that one I did catch. Eventually, basically, was saying like Joker and Batman. The more they fight each other, the more they're becoming each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was that. I like that's actually pretty deep. Especially the art was pretty awesome, and then. You had basically like their greatest fights, like each page, like the the Killing Joke, you know, Funhouse Mirror, uh, the the dolls that you know were were fighting him. What else? Uh, uh, yeah, there it is. Is that it? Yeah. I'm gonna blow, blow you up unless you can see it. Okay, you can Can you see it? I mean, you can you can show it. That's, uh, oh, oh yeah. I got yeah, I got yeah. There's like you know. Whoops. That one, yeah. There, there's like, yeah, the the killing joke, and you know. So but yeah, like, yeah, that last that last panel where it's like the Joker in the Batman suit and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because basically was saying like the more they learn each other, the more they're becoming each other. Yeah. Which you can almost say like that's the Batman who laughs or whatever, you know. So yeah, just weird. But uh, but yeah, I was pretty exhausted by the time I was done. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm a little jokered out, especially after the movie. Well, that's the thing. That's uh, why, because I saw a hundred pages. I was like, let me pace myself. So I, I I took the whole day, read it. Went and got something to eat, read it, ran some errands, read it. You know, I, it wasn't just one city because that shit would have drove me crazy. Yeah, and just just you know, hearing you know, 
And that's why by the time I got to the Batman book, <clears throat> and then the punchline came up. Yeah. And okay, it's like, just oh, this it's bitch again. <laughs> Harley and Harley and this chick talking about, you know, their 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 glorious insanity, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh yeah, how crazy we are. And that's the thing why I can't stand serial killers. Like I, I I'm not a you know, I know some people think serial killers are fascinating. I think they're a bunch of assholes, and I don't give a shit. And- I mean, but to be <laughs> sociopathic is like a, one of their prime traits, you know. Yeah, and just and just hearing these characters talk about how crazy they are and all that shit, I was just, I, I, I was just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's what you, you know, checked out. <laughs> I, yeah. So by the time I got to the Batman book, I was pretty fatigued on all this. So I'm like, damn, and now we're doing a Joker war. <laughs> <laughs> Joker, Joker, Joker. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing I kind of like about this story because Joker wasn't, uh, not, not this story, Batman 92, because <laughs> mm-hmm. Joker wasn't in the book at all. Yeah. Even though his presence was felt. But the main villain of the book was Riddler and you had Penguin. You had, it was concentrating on everybody else. And that's the thing. Sometimes the Joker can overshadow a book. I just read, like, I, you know, they you, since comics started coming out again, they just did, they released the new um, issue of Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole thing with the, with the, with Two-Faced and the church the church of two or whatever, his whole thing, that cult, that two face cult, which I thought was pretty cool. But then it turns out the Joker's behind everything. Oh my and I'm God. Like, I'm like, really? You don't have it, to put. Because it's tying into this Joker war. And I'm like, Oh, Man. so the Joker was gonna be like this. So it's not just gonna be a Batman book. It's gonna be like this crossover. It's, it's gonna be in Nightwing. It's gonna be in oh, fucking shit. you know Red Hood and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> oh damn. Yeah. I, why you tell me this shit? <laughs> <laughs> comics, new shit back, new uh, shit. <laughs> oh, welcome back to New Comics Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Oh shit. What what else you got? Oh, I guess the last book I can do is that something is killing the children. Number seven. Is that what it is? Crap, okay. Let me get out of here. Sorry, I don't have a fancy banner for you on that one. I, uh, I, yeah, I kind of I, I kind of creeped this one up on you. Is it number seven? Yeah, yeah number yeah. seven. So, fancy, uh, so I'll throw some bit of room behind you. But well, yeah. I'll, I'll just I'll just bring the cover up. So there this is go. also this is also written by James Tinian the fourth. Oh, um, really? That guy's everywhere. Yeah, uh, just a straight again straight up horror book. These monsters are killing, are eating kids. Um, there, there's this monster slayer that shows up, and to fight the monsters, we are now in the second arc of this series. Uh, and we are finding out where the monster slayer came from. That she's part of this uh, underground Illuminati group of monster killers. And uh, she's kind of gone rogue. So in this new issue, her mentor comes and basically tells her that, you know, she's got to cut the shit. Basically, Professor X comes and, hey, you guys, you guys got to behave. You know, <laughs> it's that. That's what happens. She's uh, she's killing these. It turns out that the monster that she killed had babies and they've escaped and they're running around the forest and she's going after these mon- the little baby monsters. And her mentor shows up and says, hey, you're you're kind of fucking up. You can't be doing this. We got to blah, 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 blah. And all that shit. So it's still cool. Like I said, it's a horror book. Um, I'm really digging in it. I'm still on this story. I think it's really cool. Gory as hell. Um, very creepy too. Art is very, uh, very gritty and visceral, and and it really gets into the townspeople, like the small town and how it affects the, the, the town. You're seeing how the tragedy affects all these different characters and stuff. So, 
that sort of effects of what the monsters are doing to these kids. I mean, you're seeing the parents grieving and all that stuff. So some pretty, uh, you know, pretty powerful stuff, you know, as far as like an emotional, emotional depth to this series. That's, it's not just blood and guts. So, you know, so something is killing the children. I give it a four out of five. They haven't lost me yet. So that's all I got. Okay. Well, like I said, we, we hit New Comics Book Day <laughs> running. So we uh, <laughs> ran through all the books. Good. There were some other books, you know, going through now. Uh, Eli, I think not this week, but I think next week after that, I think like both DC and Marvel are taking a bye week. So I don't know what's what's going on. I like I said, next, they, I thought next week is the death metal. Dark Knight's death metal. Is that coming out? Is it next week? I okay. Because so. I know that that was supposed to come out like in May. Yeah. Okay. So that, I think so. So if that is. We're definitely going to do dark, dark uh, death metal. Definitely going to jump on that. Because uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know you're going to see some things. Yeah, because I know you're going to see some things that I didn't catch in there. So we definitely got to talk about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, definitely. You, you listen this long. Definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, so what is that new podcast? Not the new pack, podcast. The old pack. Gomer's podcast is back. Uh, this yeah. Geeks and Comics. They finally decided to record again. A.K.A. David is back on there. So I guess they're going to be the new headline podcast for outright geekery i guess now uh eli did you ever get a chance to listen to get valiant's bloodshot review not all of it i listened about half of it i was listening to it though i listened to the whole thing (laughs) all right i'm gonna give a critique on their critique (laughs) here's the thing eli i hate when super fans review movies the reason i hate that because they only knock the movie for what the movie did uh you know differentiated from the comic so, oh, the comic did this. The movie didn't do that. I'm not going to movie. Like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Sometimes you have to change some things. Something had to be, like the, maybe his name should have been Ray Garrison. Maybe his name should have been blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Like, yeah. like, like this well, is things that some fans catch, but we don't. He was bald. He could have used some hair. <laughs> like, little shit like that, man. They get, and they talk for 20 minutes on shit like that. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Talk, can you talk about the movie at least? You know? <laughs> so that's more thing about that. What else we got? So, uh, wrestling. I think we still have a wrestling counts podcast. So even though Boogie shut down Common Cast, he's still doing a wrestling podcast with like fucking eight people was on that shit tonight talking about something. Something big happened tonight. Oh, wasn't there was a there was the WrestleMania or Wrestle something tonight? Oh well, I guess so. I there know. was a Wrestle something. Yeah. So something SmackDown or, or not SmackDown like SummerSlam or some shit. Yeah. We're yeah. not the WWE bullies, so yeah, no. go listen to that shit over there. I'm pretty sure they'll break down whatever the hell's going on. Hell, I think that's it. We need some more podcast. Oh, geeks ass. Yeah, we gotta. I got. Yeah, I gotta do another one. We we've been sloughing off, you know, lately because it's been crazy here in the Twin Cities. So oh, I know rice <laughs> and shit and y'all. You know. <laughs> but then I also have. Well, I got this one, of course, and then I do uh, the Riddle of Steel, which is all. It's me, Ogar, who's on Get Valiant, Logos, and we all talk about Conan the Barbarian. Did you do the Sumerian? Uh, not that new, just, that, that new book? No. Yeah. That's no. Really? I, I, didn't, I didn't even know it was out because usually I thought Marvel had Conan. This is like some other, is it Boom or Dynamite? Somebody hmm. else did, a, did some Conan book. That makes sense because if Marvel owns the right to Conan, but maybe – uh, Samaria is maybe uh, not open source, but uh, public domain, maybe. Maybe because it was just called the Sumerian. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe that's the case. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's all the podcast we got. So, yeah, definitely check out check us out next week. Uh, 
if, if new comic book days just keep rolling, we're just going to knock out new comics and hopefully death metal hits and death metal is going to be a big thing. It's supposed to be the crisis thing that's supposed to hit. They're supposed yep. to fix everything. Yeah, they're going to save DC. Reboot the universe again. Again. Because <laughs> it's due for another one. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, only been two years since the last one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. Last night, people protesting in Minneapolis escalated as demonstrators were lashed by tear gas and rubber bullets. The main message here, the main message the here, main message here, is that they want to see those officers involved. They want to see those officers arrested. Officers arrested. arrested, arrested, arrested. Trade my 4x4 for a GC3, ain't no more fearless D. I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again. I even told him, please. I find it crazy the police to shoot you and know that you dead, but still tell you to freeze. Fucked up, I seen what I seen. I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe. It's too many mothers just grieving. They killing us for no reason. Been going on for too long to get even. Throw us in cages like dogs and hyenas. I went to court and they sent me to prison. My mama was pushed when they said I can't leave. First I was dropped, then I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave it to leave. He got a license plus. We just some products of our environment. How the fuck they gon' blame us? You can't fight fire with fire, I know, but at least we can turn off the flames on. Every color person ain't dumb, and all whites not racist. I be judging by the mind and heart. I ain't really in the face. Fuck up the way that we living is not getting better. You gotta know how to survive. Crazy, I had to tell all of my lovers to carry a gun when they going outside. Stay in the mirror whenever you drive. Overprotective, go crazy for mine. You gotta pay attention to the sign. Seem like the blind following the blind. Thinking about everything that's going on. I boost security. Up in my home, I'm with my kind of they right or they wrong. I call him down here, pick up the phone, and it's five in the morning. He waking up on it. Tell him wherever I'm at, then they coming. I see blue lights, I get scared to start running. That shit be crazy, they post to protect us. Swords and handcuffs and arrest us. Why they go home at night, that shit messed up. Knowing we needed help, they neglect us. One of them who gon' make them respect us. Cause I can see in your eye that you fed up. Fuck around, got my shot, I won't let up. They know that we a problem together. They know that we can storm anywhere. Else. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. Can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead and start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear Fuck it, I'm going on the front line, he gon' bust your ass If you come past that gun line, you know when the storm go away Then the sunshine, you gotta put your head in the game when it's crash time I want all my sons to grow up to be monsters I want all my daughters to show out in public Seem like we losing our country, but we gotta stand up for something So this what it comes to, every video I see on my country I got power now, I gotta say something Corrupted police been the problem where I'm from But I'd be lying if I said it was all of them I ain't do this for the trend, I don't follow them Altercation with the law, had a lot of them People speaking for the people, I'm proud of them Stick together, we can get it up out of them I can't lie like I don't rap about killing and dope But I'm telling my youngest to vote I did what I did, cause I didn't have no choice and no hope I was forced to just jump in and go This bullshit is all that we know But it's time for a change Got time to be serious, no time for no gang Ain't taking no more, let us go for them chains God bless they soul, every one of them names It's bigger than black and white It's a problem with the whole way of life it Can't change overnight but we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead and start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear They training officers to kill us, then shooting protesters with these rubber bullets They regular people, I know that they feel us, these scars too deep, they heal us What happened to COVID, nobody remember, it ain't making sense I'm just here to vent, it happened to one of your people, it's different We get it, the system is wicked, just learn how to pick it Knowledge is power, I swear I'm a witness, I know that I'm gifted I won't go too deep, cause I'm scared they'll get me Ain't scared to admit it, some shit I can't mention, it's people who can Well here's the I won't take the stand, but I'll take a stand for what I believe Must not be breathing the air that I breathe You know that the way that I bleed, you can be I've never been a fan of
police, but my neighborhood know I try to keep peace. So it's only right that I get in the streets. March for a reason, I just on GP. How people die for us to be free? Fuck do you mean? This was a dream. Now we got the power that we need to have. They don't want us with it, and that's why they mad. Yeah. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. Can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead and start here. We didn't have a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead and start here. We didn't have a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear.